Hello guys, welcome to another episode of Anything Media. In this episode, I'm going to be discussing about the subplots that happened in the World Cup. And there were quite a few. Yes, I know I discussed about the run to the World Cup win of Argentina. But despite that, there were also a lot of other really interesting subplots that a lot of viewers and especially football-loving fans I'm sure we'll love to hear. The first one being the run of the underdogs. As with a lot of tournaments, but not a lot of them, there was an underdog who exceeded all expectations. And in a lot of World Cups, not only in World Cups, but also other sporting events, their viewers or fans are usually treated to a treat where there is usually an an underdog that usually exceeds expectations. And in this World Cup, there was also an underdog that exceeded a lot of people's expectations. And that underdog was none other than Morocco. I know to their run-up till they reached the semi-finals, there was a lot of pulling back and forth, people asking whether, or people debating whether it was an Arab country or an African country. <laughs> it brought a lot of analysis onto the subject matter because geographically it's in Africa, but the people in it or the Moroccans are normally like Arab. They aren't, they don't have the dark skin, they're more Arabic, Arabic than they are Africans in terms of appearance. But since the World Cup is usually represented in terms of geographical location, personally for me, I think Morocco is an African country because it's on the African continent. It's like you can't go ahead and say that since Jamaica has a lot of black people, it's an African country. Like, that's the logic that, personally, I think it might be simplistic. Maybe there are people who out there who might have a problem with it, but personally, that is how I feel. Anyway, besides that, um, Morocco really exceeded expectations. In fact, a lot of people didn't expect them to perform that way. And even the fact that their coach was still relatively unknown heading into the World Cup. And the fact that they ended up defeating a lot of major countries, it was really really surprising. Like on their first group game that was played on the 27th, they ended up beating Belgium 2-0. And it was such a surprise because no one expected it. Belgium entering into the World Cup were considered one of the favorites to even go and win it all. I think they were the second ranked country in the world at that time. And the fact that an Arab country, in fact, Morocco weren't expected to get out of their group because their group had Spain, it held Belgium, Maybe they will have been lucky to beat Canada, but they weren't expected to even proceed from their group game, from their group. The favorite 
the team that was expected to go to the maybe to trend to the highest level in terms of an African country was Senegal. But they were dealt a major blow when their talisman Sadio Mane was injured just before the World Cup began. And even though they still have a really great team and they also performed really well according to me. But the fact that they had Sadio Mane, they have a lot of stars in Senegal. They have Sadio Mane who plays for Bayern Munich. They have Kalidou Koulibaly, the defender playing for Chelsea. He made a move from Napoli. There's Edward Mendy, the goalkeeper from Chelsea. There's Nampalis Mendy who plays in Leicester. And he was bought back when Leicester sold Ngolo Kante. He was supposed to be his replacement. They have Idrissa Ganagwe who plays for Everton and had even played for PSG a few seasons back. They have Ismail Sar. They, they have a lot of really good talent. And it's a great mixture of both experience and youth. And so they were expected to maybe have the longest run in the World Cup. But I think the fact that they didn't have their star play, even though they still performed pretty well, they could have done much better. Personally, I think if Sadio Mane had played on to Morocco again, they ended up beating even Canada 2-1, their second group game. And finally they drew and and no, Canada was their that game, their final game. Sorry about that. Their, their first game, they played with, let me check here. One moment. I'm sorry about that. The, their first game, they drew nil-nil with Croatia, the team that went on to win that place. Then, their second game, they beat Belgium, and one of the goals was a last minute, around the 90th minute, and they even scored their first goal when the game was coming to a close, I think around the 70th minute. They scored their first goal at, at the 73rd minute by Roman size. And then the, that goal, the second goal was scored in the 90th plus second minute. And then they ended up winning the final group game 2-1 against Canada. After that, in the round of 16, they also ended up drawing with the tournament favorite. And the team was Spain. They ended up winning the penalties 3-0. And it's funny that even leading up to their quarterfinals, before their third place finish, they had only conceded one game, one goal, and that was against Canada. They drew nil-nil with Croatia, their first league game. Then they ended up drawing two-nil with Belgium. Two-one, they ended up winning two-nil against Belgium. I remember this game, Lukaku missed a lot of chances, and they ended up winning 2-1 against Canada, so that was their first goal in the tournament, and they only conceded two goals, the other being against Croatia in their third-place playoff. The, the, the third-place playoff and also France, 2-0, when they were eliminated from the semifinals. But leading up to the semifinals, they had only conceded a goal against Portugal. So they really captured the hearts of a lot of people. I know 
while recording this episode i've had some mistakes here and there but please pardon me and i think that is what made the tournament special there was also a lot of major goals a lot of great goals like the goal from richarlison of brazil if you haven't watched it i recommend maybe you search for it on youtube or any of the platforms i'm sure you'll find it saudi arabia winning their first game against argentina winning 2-1 and even that saudi arabia guy who became an international sensation asking where was messi <laughs> and then the the funny thing was the game before the the final the world cup final he was then captured among the fans by um, an, another um, a certain media outlet supporting messi <laughs> so like that's why i've seen there's a need to record this episode because despite argentina winning that game and winning winning it all and even the excellent run that they had there was also a lot of major and great stories behind the big story and the fact that i remember when argentina lost 2-0 i sort of said to myself even spain lost their first game in the 2010 world cup against switzerland so maybe we are in for another thing for another run like that and i think i think if the psychologists studied it they will find that there is a logical reasoning behind it and this is because you know from then on they had already experienced the worst like losing their first game and therefore eventually meaning every game after that was a final i think there is some psychological advantage to that because even when argentina were behind any of the games that they played although i don't think they were behind a lot of games like when they were playing against mexico they needed to win when they were playing also their final group game they needed to win like every game after that became a final and even when they were maybe entering into the penalty shootout against various teams such as france all the penalty shootouts that they won they had already experienced the worst they had been shocked to one the by a team that everyone expected them to win and before that they had gone on a run of around around 30 games unbeaten anyway today is not about argentina it's about <laughs> it's clear that i'm an argentina fan anyway another major subplot or another great story that happened behind the scenes even though I'm a ronaldo fan was the fact that he was benched and the person who replaced him goncalo goncalo ramos i think that was the player the name of the player he ended up scoring us a hat trick and commentators or media people are not are not good people yeah it was goncalo ramos <laughs> i can't forget that name immediately after the the goncalo ramos guy was scoring a goal there was a camera that was being shown on ronaldo trying to capture his emotions and that's just cruel come on how do you expect him to act but anyway it is what it is um 
another subplot that happened was the fact that also Romelu Lukaku was given all those chances to score. It was his moment to shine and he bottled everything. He didn't... Hey, I'm a Lukaku fan. Even when he played for Manchester because I'm a Man U fan. And the fact that when it mattered most, he didn't score. He, He wasted all those chances. It was just a sad sight to see. The fact that also another story that developed behind the scenes was England, obviously, and the fact that people expected they they were touching them as having one of the best teams in the in the world at the time that the 2022 was being played, and the fact that they didn't get to win it all, losing to France. It was just a sad sight. It was a sad, sad sight. They won their first game against Iran, 6-2. They then went on to draw nil-nil with USA and then beating Wales 3-0. Senegal, they beat them 3-0. That's when where my team Senegal was beaten. And I, I just, while watching this game, I, I asked myself a lot of questions. I wanted to know, wow. What if Sadio Mane had played this game? What would have happened? And then they ended up being beaten 2-1 again by France, a team that didn't play that well. In fact, England played the better. England are the better team in this game, but they ended up being beaten 2-1. That game, France won that game because of individual moments of brilliance, like the shot from Tushumeni in the first half and also the Giroud head the Giroud header from the free kick I think I, I don't know if it was a free kick or but it was a cross I remember it was a cross and it was just a, another story of England not living up or not going up to the final moment and it was just I don't know. I'm not such a huge England fan, but that's England for you. That's all I can say. Even though I'm an England fan, obviously I love the Premier League and there are a lot of great Premier League players even that played for the England team. They didn't get to win it all. And that's just sad. Also, there are a lot of upsets in this in this tournament. Germany, they left the group stage early. So did Spain. Which other tournament? Which other player? Also, the fact that Brazil didn't get to win it all was also a major upset, given the fact that the way they celebrated. Personally, for me, I think the way they celebrated made them the bad guys for a lot of people. And people... <laughs> People people usually don't like, especially in our country, Kenya, people don't like showmen or showboats. They, it usually leaves a bad taste in people's mouth, mouths. The fact that they were, they were beaten by penalties by Croatia after the game had gone 1-1, it's just something else. They, they, Neymar had scored in the... 
it is just a sad sad side that's that's all i can say anyway um if you think there's anything else i've left out in this episode you're more than welcome to drop a comment or a suggestion and i will i am sure i will check it out but i wanted to keep this episode short i know that it has had some mistakes here and there but just kindly pardon me and i hope to see you in the next one anyway that is all for now bye